Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Tech Talk. I am really thrilled today to introduce a very good friend who I met in New York City roughly about 10 years ago. And I have to be honest, I don't have many friends that I can say have appeared on ABC News, has been in Glamour Magazine, the Boston Globe, the Early Show, the Today Show, Inc. Magazine, the New York Times, and also listed in 2010 on, in People Magazine as one of the most intriguing people out there in the world. This same person, as a singer, has performed the national anthems in all across the United States, including New York's Madison Square Garden, Boston's Fenway Park, Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, in stadiums in Chicago, and of course in her homeland of Australia at the Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane, and, uh, and so many other events. Also, for more than 20 years, her voice has been heard on thousands of radio and television commercials. She has already released 10 albums and has a new single being released in May of this year. The author of two books, Holy Cow, The GPS Girl's Roadmap for Your Future, and Recalculate Directions for Driving Performance Success. But I think her biggest exposure is when I get to ask her a question such as this. Hey, Karen, what is the quickest way or the best way for me to get from New York to Australia? Well, Charlie, you would continue straight ahead until you reach your destination. Wow. If anybody recognizes that voice, you may recognize the voice as Karen Jacobson, also known as the GPS girl. Karen, it is such a thrill to have you here today, I have to say, because I, I uh, having you here as the original voice of Siri and on GPS devices is simply amazing. Well, it was a completely unexpected development in my singer-songwriter career, you understand. <laughs> Let's talk about that, because not many people in the world can say that they that their voice is now literally on over one billion devices out there, which is staggering. It is staggering. It is still something that feels like it must be happening to somebody else because it is so unimaginable. I mean, while we're chatting, Charlie, uh, my voice is in phones and smartphones and uh, in-car GPS navigation systems. It's in elevators and cruise ships and software applications all the way around the world in millions and billions of locations, telling people where to go and what to do. Well, I'm here with you right now. <laughs> so how do you get into all those? I don't know how you juggle all those assignments all the time, <laughs> speaking in all those devices at one time. How's you're that making me, Yeah, you're making me feel like some kind of Wonder Woman. I like it. Well, it is, <laughs> it is really, uh, well, that brings us to technology, doesn't it? Of course. The absolute brilliance, vision, magnificence of what technology makes possible in the world. I totally agree. But it had to start somewhere. How does somebody even get that type of assignment? How do you get selected? What was the process? And how did your voice become encapsulated into all these devices? Well, I'm going to take you a little further back. I'm, I'm from a town called Mackay, which is in the Mackay Whit Sunday region in North Queensland, Australia. So if you know where the Great Barrier Reef is, 
in a, if this is a map of Australia, this is the Great Barrier Reef is, then that's where I was born and raised. And as a little girl, I had this dream. I saw Olivia Newton-John on television and she was my inspiration and I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to become a professional singer and move to America. Now, nobody else wanted that. Other people wanted to become a teacher or a doctor uh, or a nurse, but I wanted to be like Olivia Newton-John. And fast forward, I followed that dream and moved to New York City in the year 2000 with my suitcase and my dream. And as a singer and songwriter was writing and performing when I got an audition and that client was looking for a native Australian female voiceover artist living in the northeast of the United States. And I had done a lot of voiceover work, uh, which I'd got into through singing jingles when I had lived in Australia. So I saw that brief and I thought, well, that's a description of me. And I went along to the audition. I got the job on the spot. And they said, we need to take you to Ithaca in upstate New York for three weeks. We are going to put you in a hotel and then we'll have you record no more than four hours a day because we do not want your voice to sound fatigued or tired in any way. I go up to Ithaca. I'm in the hotel. I go to the studio. I record this massive script four hours. Uh, after that, I went and had lunch at Moosewood. If anybody knows Ithaca, then back to my hotel room to rest my voice. And that continued for three weeks. Wow, and that and that obviously comprises many, many hours of speaking different phrases, which is really impressive. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. imagine. So that's an interesting question. How many hours did you speak? It was a 50-hour recording job. And so there was 50 hours of script. Now this very clever team of engineers, brilliant, came up with the script, the phone book, size script I would have to record so that they could capture every combination of syllables possible to then chop that up and create a voice system based on my speaking voice. So obviously you did not record every possible phrase in the human language. I didn't, but uh, what's pretty fascinating is I'll have people tell me that they were in Italy or they were in France or they were in South America and they had my my voice chosen in the device they were in and I am pronouncing you know with my Australian accent I'm pronouncing uh, you know complicated French or Italian street names so I'm, I'm sure that leads to some hilarity and sometimes some frustration. I can vouch for that because I actually did use the uh, the device in France and there and there was your voice and I I can tell you that you safely got me to my direction. So thank you. I can thank you now for that. <laughs> I'm very happy to hear yes, that. Yes, and I made it back. So obviously it worked. Great. But, you know, it, it, let, let's segue a little bit because you you alluded to it a little bit. And it, it is because of technology, which is really the, um, the underpinnings of this entire fascinating, amazing, amazing um, – process that we're discussing. I have to tell you that I have been in technology my entire career. And just when you think, or just when I think, I suppose, that I've reached the ultimate plateau and this, I can't imagine what else is left to be done, we reach yet another level. And that's the amazing part. And I think voice is really just the next natural progression. We've moved from keyboards to even touch devices to now voice. And you're such a big part of that. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I, I, I happened upon uh, a confluence of energies where my, you know, I, I grew up dreaming that my singing voice and my songs would come out of the car radio. The GPS wasn't even invented, but I dreamed very hard and very long throughout my childhood that my voice would be everywhere. Um, I wasn't specific enough, Charlie. It ended up everywhere. <laughs> my speaking voice ended up everywhere. Um, but I think it's, I think it's just truly, truly fascinating that we can be in a time where we may not have time travel, how we see it in the movies. But when you think about how many locations in the world my voice is, a voice assistant voice is transmitting that the energy from that voice system, I mean, it's really pretty astounding. I think if anybody embodies the notion that anything is possible with proper perseverance and fortitude, I think it's you because I've, I've read at the beginning some of your accomplishments and that's a short list. I mean, I can, that list goes on and on. It's absolutely amazing, but I think you truly embody that. And, and the fact that you've, you're, you're now, I mean, maybe not in person, but in every, every corner of the world is simply amazing. So I, I, I tip my hat or it's amazing. I, I just, I, I marvel at it. Thank you. Let's keep this, um, voice assistant conversation going because while we while I guess in everybody's mind it is a new technology or fairly new technology it's actually started in the early 1960s IBM they had a division called the Advanced Systems Development Division and they created a voice recognition system called Shoebox and in fact if you go to YouTube you can actually find videos on shoebox being demonstrated, it understood a whopping 16 spoken words. And it's absolutely amazing. The interest in this is has been around for 50 plus years. This is so the interest is not new. The technology that we have today, of course, is new, especially in what we have what's called natural language processing. And it's absolutely amazing. Um, there are so many things that we are now using voice assistance in everyday life. For example, um, visually impaired people. I know you mentioned that we, we discussed that at one point. H how have you heard that being used in that space? There is a community in, in the UK who first reached out to me and said, uh, you know, I don't see, but I have uh, every sentence that I type every email that comes in whenever I'm doing a search online, your voice speaks every word to me and you're with me all the time. And in some ways, you know, you're my eyes. Um, I don't know, Charlie, boy, that just hits me in the heart in the most moving way um, to think that my voice could be a part of something so important and when we think about the impact of technology, I think that impact has to be way up there in the most profound uh, results, uh, certainly in voice technology, but in technology uh, in, to in its totality. You know, there is literally no industry that that could be exempt from using this technology because voice is everywhere. And it's, it's, it's actually 
growing exponentially. Do you know that three years ago, they were said to be only two point only, which is a funny term here, only 2.5 billion assistance, voice assistance being used. And yet it's been forecast that in two years from today, we're going to be over 8 billion. That's more than the population of the, of the world. Isn't that fascinating? It is fascinating. And I have done my own research over the years on, on the number of devices that exist. And it just, in the early um, 2010s, it, it was just blowing my mind when I would read that, oh my goodness, my voice is in 25 million devices. What? 25 million? And then it was like, it's in 400 million devices. And I stopped, uh, I hadn't researched this for several years, but the last time it was a billion, over a billion devices. So with your statistics, my voice is likely in more billions of, of devices and locations. And when you think about voice assistant technology, you know, people are talking to their refrigerator. They're talking to the, the, the lights, you know, it, it just, things are talking back to us everywhere. And you know, it's not just breadth of this technology, but it's also the the consumers of it because there's it's reaching a whole new set of people, a whole new set of dem- a demographic of people who would not have even have been using technology. I think of my own father. My father mm. would never have used a keyboard ever in his life. Yet he was able to use a, a, a voice device and get things done and have access to the same wealth of information that's out there as anybody typing into a keyboard. That's amazing. Yeah, human curiosity um, it can be endless. And I think that what we, even that example, it encourages curiosity, which is such an incredible quality. And it even goes beyond that because there are people who are illiterate and they can't type, for example, or unable to type or won't type or whatever the case. And so whole new groups of people who never had access to this technology is, is simply, it's just, I just had to go back to that. It just, it never ceases to amaze me. And of course, any anybody who's in business, you know, this is a, one of the fastest emerging technologies in business. I mean, it, it's it's already been forecast to be uh, almost a $30 billion industry in technology by, by in, in the next two years or so. So anybody with a good vision of technology needs to really look at this and get um, acceptance from, the, from their communities that they're working in. Do you know that, um, I, I read somewhere that the millennials today might be the very last group of people who will ever type into a search engine that just I, i'm clearly i'm searching for words here Charlie. It's, i uh i'm a writer i have loved writing ever since i was uh, was young and i'm somebody with a, very, a really strong creativity and and wanting to express creatively so you know i still have you know like the the dinosaur in the dark ages i have still notebooks and pens and I love my notebooks and pens. I love the physical experience of writing in my notebooks, whether I'm writing songs or writing um, something else and or taking notes or, or you know, I, I just love that. Then I am a, an excellent typist. My mother made sure I learned typing. So I, I can type as quickly almost as I'm thinking when I have those creative ideas. But the thought that that would no longer be a skill set somebody would learn or choose to use is pretty it's pretty striking it's uh i i'm not sure what to make of it i i guess in some ways it could have an idea have much more immediacy 
But for me, over the decades, I've developed a creative process that comes through those um, those channels. Uh, and there's a, those filters, I will call them filters. Um, so I find it, I think we're going, what we're going to see is a really um, altered kind of creativity. And I don't know what that's going to look like. You know, the, the way we are processing information today is accelerating and even so fast. So, and it's, <laughs> and the fact that we're using our voices, uh, it's been, it's been noted that we can speak four times faster than we can type. So while we're having a natural conversation, devices are also, they, they have the uh, ability now to create a very customized response to us. And we are literally speaking to another person. Now I'm going to say mm -hmm. wink, wink, because I'm going to, I'm going to say, I know it's Karen in the background, which is, which is wonderful, but that's, that's terrific. And it just speaks to the um, importance of getting behind voice technology. It's just out there and it's, it's, it's the way of the, it's the way that it's here. It's the way of the future. And um, even private, even security, you think about facial, yeah. we all thought that facial recognition was, was it, you know, it was the thing. Do you know right. that I have identical twin sisters and they can open each other's phone with their faces. But if we were to have their voice track and combine it with the, with the face, we would then have a complete, you know, complete foolproof way of getting into anybody's phone, I, I believe. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. What are your thoughts on technology as far as, um, we talked about this in the past, point that you feel very strongly about, about how we can, how we need to harness technology to get the most out of our own lives. Well, technology, as we continue to say, is exciting. It's groundbreaking. What it makes possible is, is immense. But I know for myself, and I see in in others, this uh, temptation and this, uh, I'm going to call it a trap, to get lost in the annals of what is going on in the mechanisms of the technology and sometimes forgetting what we're actually up to. And, you know, we've all had an experience of sitting at the computer or sitting on our device, sitting at our, our device and searching something or we sit down to write a specific communication to somebody and then we open our computer and we see 10 other things going on and 25 minutes later we're like what did I open my computer for and um, because it's just so shiny it's so engaging and I think on a macro level for us to really spend, I'm going to say, quiet time with ourselves um, frequently to really get clear on what are we up to in our own lives? What are we here on the planet for? What do we want to accomplish so that we can actually harness the magic and what technology makes possible, but to, to meld it with our message or our mission to, to use it as a, a portal and a way to uh, achieve those outcomes and not something that takes us down a number of uh, potential distracting roads uh, away from the one that is the most important to us. So I, I think um, I think it's really about creating a healthy combo in our own lives, in our own daily lives of that away from device time and then delivering through the device time. And I struggle with that 
I struggle with that every day because I want to, I want my phone. I want to be connected to all my loved ones around the world. And I love the immediacy. I love what it makes possible. Uh, we'll, my husband and I will be having a conversation. A topic will come up. We want to know. We want to look that up. We want to have the immediacy of that information. And there's something pretty exciting about that. But I know for myself, I really need to watch uh, to make sure I have adequate quiet time in between so I can literally hear myself think and be connected to my, you know, my inner GPS, my inner sense of self. And how did you first learn your voice was being used, your voice was being used in GPSs? I know that's a fun story. Well, my, my friend uh, called me and she was in New York, uh, New York State. She said, uh, oh, Karen, my husband and I were driving from Maine back to New York City after the Christmas holiday. And I bought my husband one of those new GPS thingos. And... Uh, so we're driving and my husband said, why don't you put it onto the Australian voice? So we did. We put it onto the Australian voice. And oh, my God, Karen, it's you. It's your voice directing us in the car. And I turned to my husband and I said, oh, no, I bought you Karen Jacobson for Christmas. And that is how I found out that my speaking voice has ended up now in over a billion devices, giving people directions around the world. And of course, if I get lost, what's that? What's that word that everybody loves or oh, loves to hate or loves to re- loves to hear? Recalculating. <laughs> That's. A- but I'm here to say recalculating is actually good news because by the time you've heard that word, the satellites have already worked their magic, and you're back on track. A few few turns, usually and hopefully, and you are on track. I know you have a, a young son. Well, what were his first thoughts when he first heard his his uh, his his mother coming from this wonderful device? Well, he's now, he's now 13, and so my voice has been in GPSs his whole life and now in phones and other devices. And I, when he was little, I really think he thought everybody's mummy was in their own phone, which is really the cutest idea, isn't it, that, to think that, that everybody's voice is in their own device. That's really great. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to start wrapping this up, but there's that famous line when we finally come to the end, and the last thing I hear from my device is... You have reached your destination. That, <laughs> what a great way to uh, to end this wonderful journey that I've taken with you today. Karen, I want to, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you so much. Wonders of technology. Here I am in New York. You are in Australia. And yes, it's I amazing am. that we're having this, this fantastic visual and audio connection. It's just, it just speaks to um, how great things are. And just the last point I want to make is that what we have here is, is, is amazing, as I said. And I'm just, I, I wish I could live another 100 years if, if for no other reason, just to see how what's going to you know, happen. I mean, we have expectations for our, anybody being born this year. Can you imagine what their life's going to be like in, in 50 years or even 20 years, for goodness sake? Fascinating. Endless possibility on all kinds of realms. Really great. Well, anyway, Karen, thank you once again, truly. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to, to speak with you. Anything else you want to just add to this? I know you have the single coming out. You want to just speak uh, very about your single? Oh, look, I just, you know, I from that 
GPS uh, system that came out, I ended up creating a, an empowerment brand and I'm really uh, all about living an inspired life and a purposeful life and have resources around that if people want to come and, and say hello at the gpsgirl.com or, or on social uh, at Real Karen J. I love to connect with people so uh, so they can come and be part of uh, those resources. And yes, the new, the new single, which is um, now out, uh, will be when this is... Uh, being heard and uh, you can you can listen to it on all the streaming services and uh, and I love to connect with people so uh, so if people want to re reach out uh, I welcome it and thank you so much Charlie for having me thank you and if you and if, if you'd like to keep uh, learning more about Karen and all the things that she's uh, done with with her voice I encourage you to just go onto YouTube or any other search engine and just type Karen's name in there I promise you you'll you'll find uh, hours of uh, fascinating videos and, and the like. So that's that. So as we said, I am Charlie Guarino. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining me this month. I will be back next month with another podcast. And until then, though, make sure you visit Tech Channel. There's lots of other great content on, on their site, weekly newsletters, webinars, ebooks, and the work. So thank you very much again, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye now. <laughs>